Hello, and thank you for listening to the Hope Relentless Marriage Podcast, where we talk about all things marriage. We're honored to spend some time with you and well done on investing in your relationship. It matters. Our goal is to encourage and equip you in your incredible adventure of marriage, whether you're in a low place or a high place. This is for us, those courageous enough to believe we can actually change the world, one marriage at a time, starting with our own. Please connect with us on our website, hoperelentless.com. And remember, there's always, always hope. Hello, Hope Relentless Marriage, Sarah Gale and Chad here, and we hope that you are doing fantastic. Hey, I just want to say well done on investing in your marriage by listening to this podcast. You could be doing a lot of other things, but you are choosing to grow your relationship. And so that's incredible because remember, marriages impact families, families impact communities, and communities impact the world. So what we are doing here is absolutely incredible. So well done. And so today, what we want to talk about is how do we invest in our marriage? What does it look like to be intentional in the midst of the busyness of life? I know for Sarah Gale and I, different seasons with kids, without kids, there are different challenges, but every season of life, there are things that are asking for our time, that are asking for our focus. And Sarah Gale can share a little bit in a moment as she counsels couples, but there's a common theme. Marriages that prioritize time together compared to Mm -hmm. marriages where they're constantly reacting to the demands of life, there's a significant difference in their particular relationships. Right. Because the thing is, we all want that connection. We all want that marriage where you just look into each other's eyes. The the romantic co- comedy marriage type thing. And maybe we, we all don't want that, but we all want connection where we can live life with a partner, our best friend, and just really enjoy the day to day. Yet we don't create the margin to have that connection. And so there's this mentality that that goes around where it's this thought that I can do it all. And what I have seen in couples that I counsel is they cannot do it all. I cannot do it all because something has to give. We're not, we're not able to do everything all at once. And this is why Chad was talking about seasons. There are seasons for different things. But one thing that needs to be steady to impact all of the things that we're doing is our marriage. Yeah. I mean, I remember, uh, you know, thinking back to the early days of our relationship, we met in college. So- mm-hmm. The idea of being able to connect um, came pretty naturally. Like we saw each other every day. You know, our apartments were down the street from each other. Um, Mm -hmm. Sometimes we'd have a class together. Sometimes we wouldn't. But seeing each other daily and being able to just hang out was was easy. There wasn't really a lot of intentionality to it. Then when we graduated college and we got married, we were working together. We were serving as youth pastors of a church. And so Mm -hmm. once again, spending time together kind of was a byproduct of working together. But I remember when our first son was born and then our career paths kind of went different ways that suddenly that automatic connection was no longer a thing. And so that's yeah. where we had to, be, to to reevaluate that season of life and start to be significantly more intentional of spending time together. Right. And it's interesting, Chad, because I feel like 
during that time, we did spend a lot of time together. We were busy. We were, we were extremely busy. But at the same time, our time we spent wasn't always intentional because we didn't ask the deeper questions of how are you doing really? I remember during that time, there was a lot that you were dealing with as far as just financially with the household that I wasn't even aware of because I didn't make myself available to be aware of. Whereas if we would have been taking the time to just ask those intentional questions, there's, I might've been able to be on the same page as you and, and you might not have, have felt so alone in that season. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a good point that we can be, um, and, and I think that highlights what we're talking about today is that busyness mm -hmm. doesn't translate necessarily to quality time. Right. And you can be with your spouse, next to your spouse, working with your spouse and the calendar is full, but mm -hmm. finding ways to connect. How are you doing really? What are you excited about? What are you concerned or anxious about? Some of these simple questions um, that can allow a relationship to check in with each other can, can play such a big role in helping to close the gap where, uh, you know, sometimes you, you start talking with a couple in counseling and one of them shares something and their spouse has never heard it. <laughs> And it seems yeah. kind of like yeah. common. Yep. And then they look at them like, wait, really? <laughs> but it's it's that dynamic of finding ways to intentionally share how we're doing, what we're excited about, uh, and just kind of um, finding ways to get back on the same page. Yeah, that's good. And I think it's important to ask ourselves, what kind of life do we want to live Especially if you are newly married, you get to choose, you get to, you, you get to be in this place where you're newly married. You're, you maybe haven't even started a family yet. And you, you get to think about what kind of life do I want? Like how much time do I want to be spending with my children, with my husband? What is the priority? And then you get to focus on the priorities and then build everything else around it. Because I counsel a lot of couples that they're just in the race. They are working all the sports and it's hard. It's very hard. And so what I encourage them to do is to kind of stop, reflect, and recognize, is this the life that you want to live? And a lot of times we realize it's not sustainable. It's not the life they want to live because it's not sustainable. And so then we start to think about, okay, well, what needs to happen to get you on a course that is not only more sustainable, but more in line with your priorities and your values? Yeah, it's it's such so good that, you know, this last weekend at church, the pastor talked about counting the cost, right? What is the cost if things don't change? And oh, yeah. what is what, what will the cost be to, to create change? Mm -hmm. I know for us, you know, we've got teenage sons who play high level club soccer and yeah. it didn't start out that way, right? It started out with one practice a week. And then after a year, it turned to two practices a week. And then before <laughs> you know it, it's four practices a week. Sometimes those practices are far away and then it's games on Saturday and Sunday, but <sighs> it progressed from games down the street to games in another state. And so all of a sudden, this is kind of what can happen in life. There's this creep where something starts out um, occupying a certain part of our calendar, but it grows. And so that's why it's so important for us to periodically take a look back at our calendars, take a look back at our values and make sure they're in agreement. And sometimes, yeah, they're in agreement. Uh, more often than not, we've discovered that adjustments and tweaks, some of them are minor and some of them are major where it's like, look, we got to prioritize 
these areas so that, um, you know, you and I are connecting and, and feeling, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a, a level of connectedness and, and friendship and, and some of those things, but also looking at the kids activities, you know, it's so mm-hmm. easy when we have kids and as they get older for their activities to really control the whole calendar. And it's just something for us to be aware of. Yeah. And I think for those of us who do have kids, I think sometimes we feel like martyrs as parents where it's like, oh, anything for the kids and (laughs) anything, including our marriage, because we think that, you know, they're, they're helpless and they're so cute and they can't help themselves. Even though they don't listen to me a lot of times, they can't help it or whatever it may be. However, we excuse our children and give them grace, we don't give the same grace typically to our spouse. And yeah. a lot of times we we not only don't give them the same grace, but then we expect them to deal with more in, in the way of our absence, in the way of our lack of attention, and then and they're met with less grace. So it's out of balance there because the hope is we can give attention and grace to both. But when it comes to marriage, that is priority. That is our covenant relationship. We train our children to to grow up and to leave and to start their own family. But the hope is when they leave, our, our spouse will stay and we'll yeah. continue to live life together. Yeah. As, as the kids leave the house, hopefully we're not looking across at our spouse and being like, <laughs> who is this stranger that is in my home? It's so common. It's so common. Well, and I think one of the, the the realities, you know, when you think about time management, when you think about goal setting, one of the things mm-hmm. that is talked about is being able to distinguish the difference between something that is urgent and something that is important. That's and the good. reality is our marriage is most of the time going to fall in the important category and not the urgent. If it's truly, truly urgent, then we've potentially found ourselves in a in a difficult situation. Maybe somebody's mm-hmm. giving the other one an ultimatum. This needs to change now or the relationship's over. Obviously, yeah. we want to give our marriage the attention it deserves before we hit that point. But then we have to be aware that because something is important, urgent things will constantly try to bump important things off the calendar. Uh, right. And it's 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 so important that we're aware of that. And so you know, we create these meetings, these appointments to deposit in our marriage and, and we don't move them. Like, yeah, could mm-hmm. there be some flexibility here and there? Obviously, but there needs mm-hmm. to be a standard of, of what we're doing and when we're doing it. And if we can't answer that question, then it's probably a sign that, you know, stuff has, has kind of fallen by the wayside and other stuff has taken over. Right. And so we know that it's, easier said than done. We, yeah. we live this life, but at the same time, there's no magic pill to connecting with your spouse, to growing with your spouse. There's, there's nothing that, that, that we're able to do other than put in the time, put in the work and the intentionality to make it happen. Because as we can see our culture, our world, our jobs, they don't exist to sow into our marriages. <laughs> Yeah. They don't ask us, how are your mar- how how are you doing really? How's your marriage doing? Do you need a day off to just go on a date with your with your <laughs> with your partner? I think you need to spend time with your with your mar- with your spouse, right? They th- that's not how our world works. And so if we don't protect the time, no one will. And I think that's what we hope you listening 
gain from this podcast because sometimes it's just, it only takes hearing it and hearing a different perspective and recognizing, wow, this is important. It's not just going to fix itself over time. If you are feeling it now, if you're feeling that lack of connection now and you're putting your spouse on the back burner now, the chances are as time goes on, it's just going to get busier. And when we tell ourselves when the kids get to this age or this age, then we can put the focus in. A lot of times when then comes, there's no connection there. And we're yeah. two different people and we grew apart and we have irreconcilable differences. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, kind of transitioning this podcast towards the end, want to just provide some, some practical action steps that can, we, we can all take. So the first one yeah. is regular date nights, right? Yeah. Weekly date nights, whether it's at night, during the day, the, the purpose is um, undistracted time together to connect, yeah. to, to do something fun, to do something new, to continually have experiences that are shared. But the other dynamic is finding a way to connect daily. So one of the mm. things that Sarah Gale and I do is we try and provide specific encouragement to each other daily. This can be in the form of, you know, while we're having our coffee or reading or getting ready, but oftentimes it's a text message. It's sending a specific compliment to each other via text. And it's just this dynamic mm -hmm. of, Hey, I'm thinking about you. I see you. I appreciate this or whatever it is. When we do those types of things daily, the deposits of, of keeping us together, it's, it's significant over the long term. Right. Especially in the, in our day to day, because many of us, we got a lot going on and a lot of it's good. A lot of it's good stuff, but sometimes we forget to make those deposits or those connections with our spouse. And so just an example to, to kind of just encourage Chad and, and how he appreciates me and, and the consistency that he does that. He sent me a text message the other day and I want to read it to you because it meant a lot to me because it was specific, but also just that he took time out of his day to, to send it. This is a busy season of life for us, but he, he saw me, you know, he took time and he saw me. And so he says, love you. I see you every day. So it can go unnoticed. But the leader confidence and communication growth you have experienced over the years is incredible. You have put in a lot of effort and it shows. And so that still makes me smile. And I have this on my phone and I go back to it every now and then when I need that encouragement. And so this is the power we have as spouses to just encourage our spouse as we appreciate them consistently. And that's an example where it takes intentionality, but, you know, probably start to finish. That's probably a 60 second text, right? <laughs> yeah. And so I'm um, gushing and now, over it, sharing yeah, it on a podcast. <laughs> exactly. So I'm getting like double brownie points when I sent it now, apparently she's screenshotted or something. I don't know, but these are little things and, and it's similar. Sarah Gale does the same thing for me. You know, uh, I've been working out in the morning and we're waking up early and after the workout, when I'm like tired and like, oh, you know, uh, just that positive encouragement of, hey, I see you. I see you taking care of yourself. I see you working hard. And I just kind of sit there and I get this like cheesy grin on my face, but it matters. It's a meaningful deposit when we use specific words to show appreciation, respect, encouragement. And it, you know, it keeps it keeps us connected from date night to date night when we can share these little moments throughout the day. 
it reminds us that we're on the same team in this thing. Yes. Like we're not yes. competing against each other. We're not comparing against each yes. other. We're not trying to manipulate and, and, and shift workload to the other person. We are on the same team. And some of these uh, intentional actions um, help remind us that, hey, we're, we're you know, team, team Galbraith, right? We're on this team Galbraith. together. Galbraith, what, what? <laughs> All hands in? All right, so whatever your last name is, I want you to come up with a cheer because you guys are on the same team and focus on your relationship, prioritize your relationship because it matters. Even in the midst of your busiest seasons, it's not one of those things where it's like, we will get to it. No, let's get to it now because it's that significant, it's that important and it impacts everything else that is happening around you. And so last thing I wanna say is if you are in a relationship that seems like there is no hope, I want to encourage you to keep on keeping on, to continue to grow, to continue to invest in your relationship. Do what you can do to grow yourself and just have the hope that comes from consistently sowing into your relationship, consistently being intentional. And remember, there's always, always hope.